A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley is not with us right now. Uh, she's with us in spirit, I'm sure. She will be with us for the next segment and the rest of the show. But right now, it's just me flying solo and living it up. Anyway, on the show, we've got all kinds of stuff planned, really practical stuff this week. Not that it's not other weeks, but this week really feels very practical. A lot of little projects that you could tackle outside, things that you might want to take care of. Uh, one of those things is going to be around you know, addressing the concrete steps leading up to uh, our front doors. Many of us have these concrete steps. Some of them are painted. Some of them are just bare concrete. And lots of us wonder if it's something we should paint or if we do have them painted, we might be dealing with chipping paint or spalling concrete, and we're not sure how to fix it. We're going to talk about all of those different aspects, whether you should or shouldn't paint them, and if they are painted, how to deal with the chipping paint and the spalling concrete. All of that will be coming up at the end of the show. We'll also be talking about one of the biggest topics on our online chat right now, and it's vinyl siding. Everybody's got a ton of questions about it. They want to know how do they clean it. They want to know if they can paint it. And they want to know if there are color limitations when they do paint it. We're going to answer all of those things and more because we're going to be talking about a number of regular maintenance jobs that this maintenance-free siding requires. And if you're not doing these regular maintenance things, and you're probably not, the siding's not going to last as long or look as good as possible. So we're going to get to all of that coming up later. But right now... Let's talk about Memorial Day weekend, right? Heading into that. And normally, everybody's got big plans. You know, it's the unofficial start of summer. It's the start of the grilling season and all of those fun things. And yes, that's all true. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to hear what I'm going to say multiple times today. But of course, that's not what the day is all about, right? The day is all about honoring our fallen soldiers. And in prepping for this show and trying to figure out how to approach you know, the Memorial Day topic and say something maybe new about it, which is tough to do, uh, I stumbled into a website that I think helped me out. It's a website that features a collection of stories about fallen soldiers told by their family, friends, people like that. It's on the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund website, and it's called Stories of Those We Lost. That's the little section on the website. Uh, I've got a link in the show notes, and you're going to want to check it out. It's really, really good, and, and they're all very short, very concise stories. It's something that you can read quickly and carry with you all day long, and probably for a while you'll be carrying some of these stories. And definitely there's something that you can share readily with your kids. And so definitely check them out. I've got a link in the show notes. Now, anyway, a number of these stories caught my attention, and I don't have time to highlight all of them. In fact, I'm just going to highlight one. But I really loved them and spent some time trying to think about why they really hit me. And I think they hit me because they're such simple, short stories of regular people, parents, cousins, husbands, told by the people that they left behind. There are no big twists in these stories. They are very simple and very straightforward. There's no surprise aha moments when you find out who the story is about, right? We've all heard the Paul Harvey rest of the story. There's none of that here. There's no Hollywood-like action-packed endings. They're really just simply true stories that play out like most true stories do. They're quiet, and they end before you really know that it's even begun. 
For example, my favorite of all of them, and it's hard to label any of these things as a favorite, but one that really hit me, I guess is the best way to say it, is a story about a dad. And it's told by his daughter, Yolanda Acevedo. Now, I can't possibly be pronouncing that correctly. Again, I've got links in the show notes so you can check it out. But in this story, a simple day, uh, the daughter, Yolanda, tells about a single day with her best friend, her dad, Corporal Jose Montez. Now, I'll summarize it as quickly as I can. It was a spring day, and her and her dad left the house early. They had plans. Her dad told her, there's going to be a day that we're going to go do stuff. We're going to go have breakfast. We're going to go do fun stuff. You know, kids love that. He set this day up, and they went out. Great spring day. They start with breakfast out, which is a big deal. She talks about that. It was crazy early, but it was breakfast with dad things don't get better. And that's true. We all know that. I remember a number of breakfasts with dad when I was little, and those just still stand out. My kids talk about times that we did that. It's a big deal. So anyway, the day starts with that. And then from there, she talks about how they end up going golfing. And she mentions how golfing isn't her thing. It never was her thing. She never really cared for it. But her dad loved it, and he was determined to share that with her and try to teach her how to do it. And she said he was very unsuccessful. She never got the hang of it, but she still remembers that day, and she said she loved golfing on that one day. They walked around the course laughing, talking, talking about all the dreams that she had, all the dreams he had, all kinds of stuff. Just a great dad and daughter day. And eventually it wraps up, they go home, and she finds out shortly after that that her dad is being deployed to Vietnam. And then years later, Yolanda finds out that her dad learned that he was being deployed to Vietnam about a week before he scheduled that special day with her. And of course, when he leaves for Vietnam, she's heartbroken, she's worried, and has every reason to be worried because in the end, he doesn't come back. He's killed in action overseas and... That's it. She never sees him again, but still can fall back on this one day that still stands out in her memory all these years later. That's so important. And that's, I guess, why I found these so powerful. These are real stories of real people. These are stories that you can see really happened. And it's very easy to empathize with the situations. That story made me think about my daughters and the time that I spend with them or my kids in general and what it would be like if they lost me. Or it makes me think about my dad. And what it would have been like growing up had I lost him. You know, he was in Vietnam, and I know some of the stories, but I don't know that much. It's not something that he talks about. Or, you know, it's possible that it's something that I've decided, I've decided, is too uncomfortable to ask him about. Either way, the topic only comes up briefly. But I know he had friends that he lost. And they, those friends, like all the rest, like Corporal Jose Montez, who we just talked about, all of those people had families and friends, hopes, fears. They had lives, just like ours. They were missed, just like we would be. Their families lost out on probably the most precious commodity there is out there, and that's time. So this Memorial Day, remember what it's all about. We'll all have fun right? Of course we're going to have fun. Many of us are going to be grilling, working around the house, who knows what. But whatever you do, find a little time to remember what it's really all about and keep that in your mind. Share some of the stories from the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund webpage. Again, links in the show notes. Share those stories with your kids or at least read them and, and ponder them for a while. Let them percolate in your mind and they will. They'll stay with you and you'll think about them throughout the day. And that's what I love about them. It makes you think and it kind of helps you put yourself in the situation of the families who've sacrificed so much and the people who've given everything. So go check out those stories or go find others. The web is full of them. For me, 
I'm going to have fun, but I'm also going to head to Dad's and talk to him and see once where that goes. All right, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're talking about vinyl siding, and we're going to start with some maintenance that you should be doing, but probably aren't. We're going to get to that just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley, you're here. Nice that yeah. you could sleep in on right? a Saturday, right? Some of us have to get up that, and Dan. I do. Yeah, do the work, and then others get Flying to just solo. Yeah, <laughs> some get to just flit in whenever they feel like it. I'm glad you arrived. Yes, I'm sure that you are. I thought it was funny during the break, as we're getting ready to go, you mentioned that uh, you you allowed me this time because yes. you well, don't, don't want to be... Well, I don't want to hurt your ego too much. Right, because you, you know, you're I... seeing yourself as the big star I'm of the show now. I'm probably going to take over. <laughs> wow. I, I really I'll don't... be the headliner. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that, because normally that's my role to play this ridiculously... Well, exactly. That's egotistical, <laughs> and, and you seem to be jumping right into that. It seems to come more naturally to you than it does to me. Oh, you had to work at that. It took me years to get this egotistical. You've accomplished <laughs> it very quickly. So anyway, we're glad you're back. Let's talk about, uh, basically, it's one of the biggest topics that's being discussed or asked about on our online chat. And before we get to the topic... The online chat is yeah. just something that we should highlight because it's it's something on the Repcolite website. You can go there. A real person mans it. Yeah. It's not bots. And as soon as you go on the website, you're going to get a little pop-up that says, you know, do you have any questions? Right. So. And you can ignore it if you don't have any questions. But if you do, <laughs> Peter is on the other end of that waiting to answer those questions. And he mans that chat from 8 in the morning till 9 at night every Monday through Friday and then Saturdays from 8 till 3. Peter doesn't have much of a life outside of the chat. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no, I know he's all over the place doing stuff, but yeah. the minute his phone goes off, he's, he's invested there. in this chat. And he's answering all kinds of different questions, uh, color questions, people trying to find the right color, trying to see samples. Uh, he's answering product questions, yeah, project troubleshooting. questions. No, it's a really awesome tool to have there because, I mean, that's... More time than the stores are open. It's more time than we're manning the Facebook and Instagram for any of those chat questions. So to have someone there is really awesome. It's Thank really you, nice. Peter. Yeah. From from the comfort of your home, you can get one-on-one time with somebody who can answer whatever questions you've got. So definitely check it out, repcolite.com. Ask us a question. There's a little button on the side of the page. Just click that, and you're good to go. Anyway. On that chat, one of the biggest topics that have come up over the last couple of weeks, maybe month or two, has been revolving vinyl around vinyl siding. Yeah. Exactly. How do I clean it? Can it be painted? Are there color limitations? All these questions come up. And we thought we'd deal with it on air because it's been such a big topic. Well, it's a huge topic because there's a lot of maintenance that has to be done, even though it's sold as maintenance-free. It sounds a little funny to have to maintain vinyl siding, yeah. but nothing is really maintenance-free. I can't think of anything, Not if honestly. you want Right. Not if you want to keep something looking as good as possible. There are certain things that you don't have to touch, like a car. You don't right. have to wash the car. <laughs> it just looks bad, and you know the finish is 
affected by that, and over time it will fail faster. And the same is true with vinyl siding. There are things that you can do to keep it looking better Mm -hmm. longer. Yeah. First things first, clean it, right? Because it's amazing how much a bath can do alone. Right. (laughs) All of that dust and pollen and sap that's building up is just dulling the surface. And honestly, sometimes people come in that are getting ready to paint their homes and we tell them to power wash it first or give it a good scrub. And then they don't even end up painting it because it really just needed to be cleaned. I've had a number of situations where people have hauled me exactly that. They've hauled me out to look at their house because they want to know how much paint and Mm -hmm. what should I do? How do I make this work? And I look at it and I'm thinking everything actually looks pretty good. It's just really dirty. There's a lot of mildew and stuff. It makes it look so bad. Yeah. But just cleaning it is going to remove all that. And take a look at your house right now. A, A lot of houses have all this mildew on them and dirt and all that. It just a quick wash can take care of that. And before you jump into washing the house, which I'm sure people right now are getting the buckets out. Right. They've got the radio (laughs) on, blaring out the window and rushing outside to clean the house. Before you do that, you do want to check with the manufacturer just to make sure there's nothing that you need to be aware of. Yeah. Some of the vinyl siding has coatings that are sensitive to certain cleaners. Dawn dish soap is typically safe, but we recommend Jomax at Repcolay. It's meant for siding. It's great for that yearly or, you know, every other year cleaning. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is mix it with water and bleach. It kills the mold and mildew. Um, You can spray it on with a garden sprayer, let it sit for five minutes or so, and then come back with a light scrubbing. You don't have to go crazy. You know, vinyl is a little delicate sometimes, so we want to be careful still, but then just rinse it clean with a garden hose and work in sections. Right. It can dry pretty fast (laughs) as you're working and you don't want want all of that. So yeah, work in sections, work your way around. That Jomax works on a lot of different... Uh, exterior surfaces. So aluminum siding, same cleaner will work for that. Painted wood, all of those things, Jomax will clean. And it's generally safe around all your plants. Yep. It's said to be safe. You know, the, the company makes that claim. We would always say on anything like that, always take the extra precautions and yeah. pre-wet all of your landscaping around the house and then rinse it once you're done. But even with the bleach mixed in at the proper solutions, all your plants should be safe. It's biodegradable, all of those things. So Jomax, a great cleaner to use. Yeah, and one gallon yields 20 gallons of cleaning solution, so you've got plenty. (laughs) Yeah, it goes a long way. So cleaning the house, it probably should be done once every couple of years. And like we said in the beginning, you're going to be surprised at the results you're going to get out of it. It's going to make the house look and feel a lot better. And that's all really important. I mean, it's the exterior of the home. Yeah. And it really sets the tone for how you feel about the place. It's like having a clean car. You know, it just makes you feel better. (laughs) It does. It does. When I finally figure out and work my way through the car wash and I get over the stress... Because I, I have a forgot great, you're challenged. great big truck trying yeah. to get it through. But once I come out on the other side, then I feel million like a bucks. million bucks. Yeah. No, it's true. Of course, the inside is filled with all kinds of sweat and stuff from the experience of going through. But still, I feel <laughs> so pretty good. Ridiculous. So that, it's not ridiculous. It is. How is that ridiculous? I'm sure a lot of people are afraid of the car wash. There's Dogs no get way. afraid of the car wash. Dogs love the car wash. I don't know if they do. Well, maybe it's ridiculous. I don't know. I've got a lot of issues. (laughs) But that kind of brings us to um, the second on the list. Be careful. How does that bring us to that? Because 
it's seems... not that you're really afraid of the car wash, Dan. It's because you're not careful getting into the car wash. I'm just not good at trying <laughs> yeah. to be careful. But yes, okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the second yes. maintenance kind of a thing, and it's just a general preventative maintenance. Exactly. Be careful. Vinyl is a thin plastic. It melts or warps really easily because of heat. So don't put your grill next to it. We don't always think about how much heat is coming off of a grill. And you'd be surprised at how many houses haven't we seen or talked to the people where they've accidentally melted it. You know, a windy day or something blows the heat directly against the siding. It was too close. And now they've got this warped siding. You've got to replace an entire panel. It's kind of a mess. Not fun to deal with. It also can get kind of brittle as the seasons change, as the temperatures Mm -hmm. get colder. My kids bounce balls off everything, any surface. (laughs) The boys are bouncing balls off so they can field them. If they do that on vinyl siding, there's a chance they can pop holes in it, break yeah. it, break the Or with the, the lawnmower, I mean, any of that stuff. Throwing stuff with the lawnmower or just banging into it with the banging lawnmower? Banging into it with the lawnmower. Even throwing stuff. Yeah, don't throw the lawnmower at the house. No, no, no. Like you mow over <laughs> stones or oh, something? Oh, I see. That's I mean, terrifying. That's yeah, I quit putting stones out in the little flower beds. Because I would end up picking them up with the lawnmower and sometimes throwing Pitching them. them. <laughs> yeah, not intentionally, but it's absolutely terrifying. All of that can damage vinyl siding. Of course it can. So be careful with all of those things. When it comes to turkey uh, boiling, turkey. or what do they call it? Frying, deep oh, frying the yeah. turkeys. That would definitely melt the house. Really bad idea. Be careful <laughs> around the vinyl siding or anything at that point. So be careful, clean it. One last maintenance consideration is just to yearly inspect the home. Yeah, because if you do have any of those situations that we just talked about and they're not taken care of immediately, um, you know, water can get trapped behind the vinyl and then it's causing a lot of other issues. Right, because it's trapped behind there. You don't realize it's there and that can cause rot, mildew, mold Mm -hmm. on a massive scale because you're not seeing it and you're not able to get at it. We just had this at our Lakewood location. They didn't have vinyl siding. They had a different siding up, but moisture got behind it and we never realized it when they pulled it off to make a change Mm -hmm. which they're doing right now they found all kinds of rotted wood that had to be replaced yeah and all that wood is actually attracting termites too because it's nice and soft for them ready to eat up so yeah it can be really um a big problem if you don't notice these things quickly yeah so take a look at the vinyl siding make sure you investigate any suspicious streaking or staining that appears loose sections of vinyl or something else you want to be aware of nails and screws can lose their grip in rotted wood so if you see that starting to come through, you might want to explore that. Basically, if you're doing this maintenance on a regular basis, your vinyl is going to look newer longer. You're going to avoid or at least catch some of those bigger issues before they become major concerns. However, color fade is going to happen regardless. That's just life. As things get older, the color fades. Color fades, but the vinyl siding will also lose its luster over time. And the colors, even if it stays looking okay, those colors fall in and out of style. And our tastes change. So what do you do when that happens? Can you paint the siding? Absolutely. With great success. But you do need to know a few things. We're going to dig into all of that when we come back. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, I don't really know how I'm going to focus because <laughs> how did we even get on the topic? Do you remember? 
Oh, I needed a drink of water. Oh, yeah. And my coffee cup and had Dan's a bunch of gross. a bunch of coffee in it, <laughs> but I filled it up the rest of the way with water, so it looks like muddy water, like a mud puddle. I don't care. It looks like you have rusty pipes and yeah. you got water. So I'm drinking that down, and Healy said that is gross, and I said, "Oh, you don't you don't know the half of it." And I told her about a long time ago, a long time ago, at least three or four years ago, I was being funny in the house, doing uh-huh. things to make the children laugh. And we had washed a bunch of dishes and I fished a bean. I'm sorry for anybody who this is going to make feel gross. Haley almost recoiled with horror. You're going to heave. Yeah. <laughs> I ate a bean out of the sink. What's the big deal? So gross. Well, and then you go and tell me. Yeah, sinks have more like germs and bacteria than toilets do. Than toilets. I might as well have eaten out of the toilet, you're Seriously. telling me. Yeah, that's what I'm telling uh, you. Well, that was four years ago or so, and I'm still here. Yeah. I think it's what got me through COVID. Mm-hmm. That Building bean. that immune system <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to stop eating out of the sink, even to be funny. See, or we maybe all, don't, you we, know? Oh, yeah, maybe it'll keep me healthy and right. keep me going. But we're all learning <laughs> stuff. The sink is grosser bacteria-wise than the toilet. Yep. Are you sure on I'm that? I'm sticking to it. A lot of things are apparently sticking to it. So, <laughs> but if you're confident in that. Anyway, that's what we do in the breaks. And now i got to try to get back on the topic. which We're was talking about vinyl, vinyl siding. siding. <laughs> and the last segment we talked about some maintenance things that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Cleaning it. You know, just taking care of it. It will last longer that way. But inevitably, we end up, you know, I've got vinyl siding that it's not the color that I wish it was anymore. A lot of people wonder that. And we get that question all the time, either in the stores, on the phone, or in a lot of situations on the online chat. And people want to know, can vinyl siding be painted? Yes, it can. However, (laughs) there are some caveats to that. It's a little bit picky about color, actually, and it's not just aesthetic, it's practical, because vinyl, like we talked about, is a thin plastic. You know, if you get your grill too close to it, it's going to warp it and melt the vinyl, so color is really the same thing. It's absorbing too much heat if you're putting a really dark color on there. Right. Think about a car. How those can heat up a dark right. color on a car. My element in the summer is awful. We have leather seats, and it's a black car. Bad combo. Right. Well, well, my son, Caleb, (laughs) he was out fishing this past weekend and, of course, had to have his shirt off. He's the one that I go to the gym with and he takes his shirt off and it's so intimidating. I mean, it makes me feel like I am absolutely as out of shape as I can be because he's so in shape. Pillsbury Doughboy over here. (laughs) Wow. Holy smokes. Not really. No, that's really accurate, actually. (laughs) But Caleb's just rippling God, you know? That's what he looks like. And he's, of course, got to have his shirt off everywhere. Long story short, he gets sunburned. I never get sunburned because I never expose skin to the sun. That's why you don't work out. But he called me on this this past Monday and said he had such a hard day at work. I said, how come? Tell me about it. Well, I had that sunburn and I worked outside. And I said, yeah. And he said, and I wore a black shirt. And he said, it absorbed so much heat. (laughs) It made him absolutely miserable. So we all know that. Dark colors. There are benefits to not working out is what we're talking about, right? Yes. (laughs) Well, not taking your shirt off all the time and not feeling comfortable doing that. Yeah. It keeps me from getting sunburned. No, yeah. But those dark colors absorb a lot of heat. Yeah, nice, nice professional transition there. (laughs) They do. And that can actually really play out on vinyl siding. And people are very surprised to hear that. Yep. 
But we've talked to, I've talked to tons of people where they're wondering what's going on. They'll bring in pictures. The siding's all warped and, you know, kind of almost looks like it's melting and kind of not full on dripping, but it gets saggy. Yeah. And they'll wonder what happened. And it's because they had a lighter color vinyl siding. They put a darker color paint on it. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the material, the plastic, the vinyl couldn't handle the heat that that absorbed. And it actually did melt. Yeah. So the good rule of thumb really is just don't paint it darker than it is right now. So if you have a light gray and you want it to be green, paint it a light green. Just don't go darker. Right. An easy place to start is with Benjamin Moore's Vinyl Safe color palette. We'll put a link in the show notes, but they've got a limited palette of colors that have been put together based on how much heat they will, or in this case, will not absorb. Regardless of whether you have vinyl siding or not, it's a beautiful color palette for exteriors. So right. I highly and it will recommend be it. safe and it's not going to cause problems. Now, if you've got white vinyl siding... You're going to need to go with some lighter tones yeah. and see what you can do. But you can still make some changes. Some off-white, a light, super light gray. I mean, there's still options. But, but... you're going to want to get that charcoal gray or that navy blue or whatever yeah, out of your mind. Because it's not going to happen and not be <laughs> safe. So choose the right color. And like we said, it's not just because you want it to look great. You want it to last as well. The second caveat is a caveat that's in every single paint project yes. out there. Always do the right prep work. And that's the worst part of the job, right? No one wants to do the prep, but well, What it is... is the percentage? The Benjamin Moore rep, and a number of us in the stores talk about 90% of the work yeah. is prep work right. of, a, of a paint job. Exactly. 90% of the time spent should be spent on the prep. The last little bit is the time spent painting. So do the prep work and make it's sure that it's really it... the most important part. Right. And in a project like this, it's absolutely key because paint doesn't penetrate into vinyl siding. So its durability is really going to come from that bond that it gets to that yeah, vinyl surface. So make sure that you get that surface really clean. And as we mentioned in the previous segment, you want to wash it well with that Joe Max cleaner. And that doesn't mean just spraying it down. Yes. You have to scrub it. <laughs> right. You spray that cleaner on, but you do need to scrub it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And most people don't want to. Right. Are Which there I very get. many people out there at all who just want to scrub their house? A few. A a few, but we don't talk to them. <laughs> they've got some issues, and I'm afraid to scrape and find what's underneath the surface there. Most of us don't want to jump into that, but think about your car. If you would just power wash your car to clean it, right? We all know how clean that's going to be. Yeah, you're still going to have like all of the little splotchy dust marks afterwards because you didn't actually remove the things. Right, and that's what this light scrubbing is going to do. So make sure you incorporate that into the cleaning of the house. Now, once the house is dry and clean, really, it's typically time to paint at that point. One quick note, though. We're talking about painting old, weathered vinyl siding right now. Right. I, one of, Every now and then, I've talked to people where they've come into the store and they've literally bought a whole bunch of different vinyl siding colors because they were all on sale. They were like closeouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they bought all these different colors installed them themselves. It's pretty smart. And then they want to paint them to bring it all consistent. Well, new vinyl siding has plasticizers in it, and that's what makes it flexible Mm -hmm. and all of that, but it also resists a coating. So you really need to take some extra precautions in that situation. Yeah, you're going to want to scuff it. You know, you can use a Scotch-Brite pad, um, you know, rinse after doing that, but there's definitely a little bit more prep involved at that point. Right. If you're going to do something like that, make sure you stop out at any RepcoLite or Port City Paints and let us know. We'll walk you through what you need to do to make sure you get it right. Now, the third caveat briefly 
is choose the right paint. Yeah, because if we're talking about an exterior, you're investing a lot in the paint already, regardless of the quality. And so you might as well take the extra step and really just get something quality so that you don't have to do this over and over again. Right. Well, the biggest thing with any paint project is the work involved putting it on yeah. and the work involved cleaning the surfaces and all of that. The paint is a minimal expense, honestly, yes. in the grand scheme of things. And the exterior of your house is going to take less paint than you think. Mm-hmm. Most people are really surprised by how little paint it takes. So it really is a good place to make sure you invest and get the best paint possible because it's going to last longer, look better longer. Yep. All of those things. It's definitely worth it. And always apply two coats regardless of the quality. You really need two coats so that you make sure you have an even coating across. We're not machines. <laughs> there are right. going to be places where it went on thinner. You always want to do two coats. Right. And that second coat is going to give you, as Haley's talking about, more accurate color, but it's going to also provide longer life for the paint, better durability, and the color and sheen will look better longer. Now, when it comes to products, recommendation-wise, we'd recommend Repcolite's Endura. Benjamin Moore's Aura Exterior or Regal Select Exterior. All will bond really well to the siding and provide a long-lasting fade resistance. Now, with the paints, you really don't need a primer in this particular project. Just make sure it's clean. Choose one of those quality paints and put that on there. We'd recommend probably a satin sheen. Or a you, low luster in right. the Benjamin Moore. You can get other finishes, like a flat, but it's just not going to resist dirt very well. So... A satin sheen or a low luster is going to mimic what the vinyl siding was to begin with. And it's going to give you more UV protection, so it will fade slower. Right. Now, we know painting vinyl siding is a big project, and it's not for everybody. But the questions keep coming in, so we thought we'd answer them here. And just if you think this might be for you or you want to explore it a little further, remember to stop out at any Repcolite or any Paints with your questions. Head to that chat, or you can email Haley and I at radio at repcolite.com. Now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a little judging that I'm doing. (laughs) It's going to be a new segment. I think it's going to be fun. And we'll get to that in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, I've got an idea for a segment that I want to revisit from time to time. Mm -hmm. I think it could last throughout the summer, maybe forever, because it's that brilliant. A saga. But when I first pitched this to you, do you remember? Well, it sounds a little harsh right right off the bat. Right. You, I thought it was really obviously tongue-in-cheek funny, and you reacted scared, like I was going to take this on air and offend everybody listening. Well, it has potential. It does. The segment (laughs) is called Here Comes the Judge, (laughs) and I'm the judge. And... I'm not doing anything like judging, you know, like a, you know your pets or or food that anybody be not judging like contesty things. I am judging your, your house, home. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's not meant to be as harsh as that sounds. It does sound very harsh. It does. Here's what happened. Here's why I came up with this idea. It all goes back to basically something we talked about last week on the show. We talked about how ticks were really bad everywhere. And they love you. And how much they love me. I'm a tick magnet. (laughs) And (laughs) you see what I did there? Yeah, it's like a chick magnet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that, but I am a tick magnet. (laughs) And I was doing all kinds of walking, you know, getting all kinds of exercise, working off the flab. And the ticks loved the flab. (laughs) 
And <laughs> so I realized I can't be at these natural areas where I was getting all this walking in. I'm going to have to stay on paved paths. That's so, such a bummer. It is. So I started walking. It's a bummer for everybody. Yeah. Because I start walking through neighborhoods now. And to while away my time, I found that I was judging everybody that I was seeing. Hence, here comes the judge. Exactly. So I'm looking at all these different things that are detracting from our homes. And I am not the only one who does this. No, it's true. We all do it subconsciously. You know, it's just natural. I'm just going to make it very, very public and outspoken. And I'm not (laughs) going to call anybody out. You know, nobody will no. know who I'm talking about. No. But these are all very common things that if we would fix these things around our homes, and mine mine is included, if we get these things fixed up, we're going to feel better about our homes, which is great and important. And then very practically, we talked a couple of weeks ago about, and, and everybody, any, unless you're living with your head in the sand, you realize how expensive it is to get wood or you know, different building materials are becoming harder to get a hold of. Yeah, there's shortages. And they're expensive. Nobody wants to let things go to the point where they've got to be replaced with a very expensive fix. These are going to be smaller things that you can do right now. Maintaining is cheaper. Way cheaper than redoing. So the first one that, that really jumped out at me and the topic for today, and it's going to apply to a lot of us out there, revolves around exterior concrete steps. See, I was walking past a house and I hauled you out there and made you look at it, too. You did. So we apologized to the homeowners. We stood there with clipboards and analyzed for a while. No. No. It was a great little house. What was it? A Cape Cod? Yeah, really cute. It was super well maintained. The siding looked good. It had nice flower beds. It looked like they had recently repaved the driveway. Even. And the sidewalk. Yeah. Leading up to the front door. The only blemish were the front steps going up. And honestly... It was a big blemish. Well, because, and it's front and center. Right. It's front and center. And it really gave the idea that the whole place, it had this vibe of being uncared for, mm-hmm. which feels, again, really harsh. And I certainly know that it's a cared for home. Right. It's just something that I, I honestly think the people living there probably aren't sure how to go about fixing this. Because what's going on is the steps are painted mm-hmm. and the paint is peeling like crazy. But it's not just that. The reason the paint is peeling is because the concrete is starting to crumble away, especially on the risers is where you see that. Well, and I think it's a really common problem, too. As we walk down the street, all of the houses had concrete steps and a lot of them were in kind of disrepair. Right. So let's talk about how to fix that because it's really important. And the first thing we need to do anytime you're troubleshooting is to figure out exactly not just... The symptoms of what's going on, but you got to dig, of course, to the root of it yeah, and why stop it's that. Happening. Why is it happening? So the pain is peeling, but is there a reason? You know, we got to get to the reason. And in this instance, it's that concrete that's crumbling away. And that's actually something called spalling. Yeah, that's when water enters the brick or concrete or, you know, natural stone, any masonry. When it freezes, it expands, and then that causes the outer surface of the concrete to fragment or flake off, and it takes the paint with it. Right. And this can keep going. It can become, if it's if left unattended, a really big problem down the road. I've seen chimneys that oh, are yeah. starting to crumble away. Yeah, and you there's mentioned... a building in Grand Rapids where it looks like the entire face of it is just falling off, and that's exactly what's going on. Right. If you're looking at your home and or your business or whatever, and you're seeing some of that, we do have fixes. So swing out to any Repcolite or Port City paint store, and we'll walk you through some products and some steps to kind of arrest that process. But let's talk about the steps that we saw, because that was really early on in the process. Mm-hmm. There was some of concrete coming off. 
you know, the paint was coming off a little bit, but really fairly inexpensive to fix because what you're going to do is wash first, of course, right? <laughs> like everything, always wash first. Then you're going to want to scrape and wire brush the surface so that you can remove any of that flaking concrete and paint. Right. It's really important to get any loose and peeling paint off of that surface because sometimes we have the idea... As homeowners, we think that a new coat of paint or whatever is going to bond that old one back to the surface, right. glue it back down. <laughs> it doesn't. All you end up doing is... Speaking it worse. Right. The new paint comes off as well. That old paint will continue to peel. So any paint left on the surface needs to be really bonded well. And then a safety note with that is that anything that's been painted before 1978 could contain lead paint. If that's the case, just find out the safest way to approach the task before you jump in. Right. Now, for any areas that are spalling, that are porous, or the concrete's chalky, you're going to want to apply a product from Repcolite that's relatively new, a few years. It's called Krylox WB. It's a clear acrylic masonry sealer. Yeah, it's going to seal any bare concrete masonry, and it improves the adhesion and appearance of the finished coats. Right. You apply it with a pump-up sprayer, a squirt bottle. It can also be brushed or rolled. It'll take a couple hours to dry, but once it is, you can top coat it with Repcolite's AquaTread or Benjamin Moore's Latex Floor and Patio Paint. Both of these products can be tinted to any color, so you're really not limited when it comes to these front porch steps. You do need to keep in mind, though, that it's probably going to be best in a practical sense to stick to the mid-tones. Yeah, because if you go too light, you're going to see all the dirt and pollen, and if you go too dark, you're going to see all the dirt and pollen. So. Right. That's the sweet spot. Just make sure you're using a good paint that's made for foot traffic, and both of those are. Now, that would fix the problem that we saw. That would give that person a blue ribbon. Maybe we should hand out blue ribbons oh as gosh. we wash. <laughs> <laughs> Something with my picture on it and my thumb extended. Yeah. Thumbs up from me. I'm Fans sure everybody approval. will be thrilled to get one of those. But that would have fixed that problem, and that's that's what's important. But the other steps that we saw in the neighborhood, they've got you know patched areas, so you've got concrete that's different colors now, or just bare steps, and it's it right. can look a little unfinished. If you decided with either one of those scenarios that you want to paint them, there's just a couple things you need to keep in mind. First off, if you're putting paint on them you are going to have to deal with maintenance from time to time down the road. It's not going to be maintenance-free. It will chip and peel a little bit from time to time. You'll have to be on that, clean it up, recode it, just like we talked about. It's not a big job, but it no. is something that we want you to be aware of. Yeah. The second thing is they can get a little slippery. That's true. And a fix for that is pretty simple. When you're getting your paint, you can pick up some Shark Grip. It's an additive that's kind of like a sand texture, and it just gives your first coat a little bit of grip so that you're not slipping and sliding. Now, if you do happen to tackle this project and it's new concrete or new patches, you do want to make sure that you let them cure for 30 days before you wash them and start the whole process exactly. of getting them painted. But this is a great project because it's going to really clean up the face of the house. Right. That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to find it again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And while you're there, check out all its brothers and sisters <laughs> and enjoy them all, right? Or subscribe to the podcast. And you'll never miss another episode. Now, with Memorial Day coming up on Monday, I want everybody to know the Repcolite and Port City paint stores will be closed for the holiday. But we are open today, and it's the last day to receive $10 off for signing up for the texting program. Right. We started a new text savings program at the beginning of the month for the most yep. part. And what that looks like is this. If you sign up today yet, you'll get a $10 savings right away while you're in the store that you can use right away in the store. It's only good today yet. 
So $10 savings on any purchase, right? But once you've signed up, every month you're going to get one single text, and that will be a savings of different sizes. Who knows what it will be? We'll have fun with it. But it'll be one text. And these are exclusive savings. You can only receive the coupons if you're signed up. Right. Everybody out there, have a great Memorial Day. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.